All my life, I have wanted to know why people fight and really understand what is going on inside our minds. The first time I saw the raft, I was excited and a little frightened. We were going to answer questions about what makes people hate each other. The plan was to cross the Atlantic all the way over to Mexico. Will an isolated group of people on a raft cooperate to survive? Or will the situation create conflicts and make them fight against each other? He was a threat. The idea kind of lit like a match. Should we do it? Should we do it? Should we do it? Murder. When did Puss in Boots come out? Is that an Oscar film currently? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. that's what... I will watch that. I want to watch it, but it costs $20 to buy right now. There's no, like... Shit. There's sites you can find it. I know, but I don't do that. But that's one I'll do, and I'll also do EO, just because why not? It's pretty good. Yeah, I heard it was pretty it's cool. pretty good, yeah. Yeah, weird-ass donkey. Everyone's like, donkey, oh, that weird-ass donkey movie. I'm like, oh, I love a weird-ass donkey movie. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do we have? We had, like, Cow the other day... Like cow was like, yeah last year I think cow. and then we had pig or we had pig then we had cow right and now we have donkey yes well, it's not called no, a donkey. his name is EO dude. EO okay but like e- on his it's name. Eeyore without the without the R <laughs> right but it's it's a donkey I movie. never thought about it like that yeah Eeyore. it's kind of Eeyore yeah Eeyore. Eeyore there you go there's <laughs> also a donkey in Banshee's of Inisherin so oh is there a donkey and I want to adopt that donkey. And raise him as my son. <laughs> what is going on? Is A twenty is, is it an A twenty four movie? Wouldn't shock me if it is. EO. EO? Yes. It is an A twenty four movie. There you go. Is oh no, no, no. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's neon. But yeah. it's close neon. to Neon. Same shit. Same they, shit. They're the same fucking company. Because it's all pig <laughs> and cow. It's the same. It's just A twenty four and neon. It's the same just company. they're just picking animals. It's a fucking uh old McDonald. <laughs> it's, part of the, it's part of their fucking uh, the old McDonald un- cinematic universe. Old McDonald cinematic. <laughs> Good God, I want to see a chicken movie. Oh, it's gonna happen! I can't wait for the chicken. It's gonna be called like Bach. Bach. <laughs> Just fucking wait, man! It's gonna come out in like two years. Bach. It's gonna be. Uh, it's like Daniel Radcliffe is in it as like a deaf mute whose only friend is a chicken, like. What the fuck? That's and I just made him A24 film. <laughs> you just fucking bitched in A24. <laughs> Best original screenplay nominee. is a chicken. <laughs> just... Am I wrong? That's the type of shit they make. Christ. Uh, uh, streaming now on movie. <laughs> it's Bach. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know, it, it purports to be a movie about Daniel Radcliffe and a chicken, but really it's about the war in Ukraine. You know? <laughs> Coming soon to cinemas near you. Oh, my God. You know, I know we're cracking a joke here, but I kind of want to write this movie, guys. You want to make Do this it. movie? Get it done, man. You can, you can convince A24 to... Absolutely. We could pitch this to Neon. Oh, they would eat that up. Absolutely. They, they'd give us a million bucks or whatever. A million bucks. But- <laughs> <laughs> Bach has to die, by the way. He has to die. Has to be. Of course, we can't. Yeah. Has I don't want to spoil EO for y'all, but. Uh, I, I know. I don't know. 
I, I kind of know what happens in the end. It's a tough ending. Yeah, I it's it's one of the tougher endings of the year. That's sad. I yeah, love, I love a donkey. That's upsetting. It's rough. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, it's not great. <laughs> it's not brutally violent, to my understanding. Um, it's not like no. It's it's, not, it's a lot of it is implied. Okay, yeah. It's not like Tukey Buki where the the movie opens with them cutting a cow's head off. Uh, no, that's like. Okay. It's tasteful. I, I, I can imagine it's certainly not as violent as uh, Jose Maria when he uh, gets his hand on that axe and starts beating that shark. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that poor shark. Uh, it, I love it. It just doesn't break. It doesn't break the skin. It's a dull-ass axe. It's a really dull axe. That's. <laughs> I was waiting, and there it was. The violence had finally emerged. <laughs> what did the woman say? There was a thought in everyone's mind. Death. <laughs> How did you like Mexican Werner Herzog? I was thinking that the whole fucking time. Like, if Werner Herzog were Mexican and stupid, <laughs> it's this dude. Oh, yeah. Shit. The the narrator of this really. I mean, I don't know. He doesn't like really drag the guy, but he doesn't make his musings seem particularly insightful. You know, the actor's definitely putting a little mustard on it where you're like, this dude is a psycho. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But it's so funny. Like, it is. The movie is, is I don't know if it was intentionally hilarious or what. But it like, was. Listen, listen. well, it, those moments in particular, though, just listening to this very, the, the seriousness of which he's delivering that narration, it just feels like a comedy movie. I'm like, this is a really great premise, man. Yes. Right. I want this, I want this movie, <laughs> this dramatic fi- film given to me. Yeah, I don't know if any of th- that narration seemed like it was read out of a scientific journal, you know? That's why it's, that's, that's why it's funny, though. It's like, oh, these are his notes? Right, these what? are his notes. And he's like, I'm the captain now. I, exactly. <laughs> he literally says the line 50 years before it happened to Tom Hanks, you know? I'm the captain. I told her she was relieved of her duties. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Oh, that guy. What's his name? Santiago? Santiago. Yeah, Santiago. Just like a, a mad scientist out of an old Universal Monster movie, you that, know? That's giving mad scientists too much credit, though. This guy is such a hack buffoon. Yeah. Well, this guy wants to be a mad scientist. Yeah, <laughs> that, the human the centipede thing. doctor might have been more like scientifically sound. You know, his qualifications might be a little better than this guy. That guy could not have successfully sewn a couple mouths to buttholes. No. I don't think that would have worked out so well. At least, like, he had a hypothesis that he tested. He didn't, like, change the experiment halfway through. It's like, no, I will put three people ass to mouth and see what happens. And he stuck with it. And it worked. And it did. I mean, it kind of worked. And it worked. Well, (laughs) it did work. It sort of. For a time, it worked. If the experiment is see what happens, then of course it worked. I mean, it's not a very... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I am curious. I would love to, in the Human Centipede, to have read the guy's notes of what he thought would happen. Yeah, mm. right. I don't know if we get that from those movies, but I'm not a big scientific method guy. That's just generally not how I live my life, you know, with trial and error and things like that. I kind of just I, I'm a Santiago, really. I, I kind of just go for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I don't know this guy. I, I remember in like eighth grade chem lab, it would be like 
hypothesis, test the hypothesis, yeah. conclusion. I mean, it was a very easy step-by-step process. It wasn't like start the experiment, get bored with it halfway through, and change your mind, <laughs> and just add chaos at every turn, encourage sex and works. violence. This, was a, this wasn't a scientist. This was a drugged-up professor in the 70s. Mm, good point. You know what I mean? It's an important context. Yes. It's the 70s, yeah. It's the 70s. Yes. It's um, it's during the Vietnam era. Uh-huh. He's so trying to solve uh, war and trying to achieve world peace. World peace. The the great the the great question, guys. Can we do without war? Can we do without war? The most important question. <laughs> Not you know I don't know are the like where do babies come from? Yeah, that's a big one. That's uh, a big question. You know if I if what I women attach want? A, if I attach a stone <laughs> to a witch and throw them into a river, will they? live or die what's the Krabby Patty secret formula all important scientific pursuits what's my credit score much more (laughs) surprisingly hard to find (laughs) I mean might be the most unknowable thing I think it's a little more interesting than what is what (laughs) can we do without war do we need it um Boy, oh boy, I love Santiago. Santiago's sick, dude. Uh, what a character. Santiago's uh, just a mad doctor. Dude, that guy, well, he would be doing one of a few things now. All of them would be in the entertainment industry in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. Right? He would either be like a daytime talk show host. In like the, Dr. Phil? Yeah, Dr. Phil or Dr. Oz or something. Just like selling snake oil. At, or... He would be a reality television show. That's what I was going with. Yeah. (laughs) Or he would be hosting Survivor. He would be Jeff Probst. I had so many problems with this with this guy. It's like why he was in the scientific field. I'm like, why aren't you doing this other stuff? Why aren't you doing reality television? I literally thought that. I'm like, you can get more legitimate insights in human behavior by watching The Bachelor than you can with whatever the fuck he was doing. He was ahead of his time. I see. His 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 intentions. I just. It's so obviously wrong to me. Where is the jump from? You know something. Violence equals raft. <laughs> it is the worst way to test it's your hypothesis. Such a stupid idea. It's like, so what was this whole thing? So he was an anthropologist, is that right? Anthropologist has a profound experience on a plane. By the way, for fuck war exclamation point and with the opening crawls. What is it good for? No, Absolutely no, no. nothing. <laughs> you think you think you think Revenge of the Sith's war opening is is great? <laughs> Let's talk about it's not better than the dead speak. <laughs> It's not better. better. It's, <laughs> Christ. Guys, it's not better than it all started with a hijacking. <laughs> not going to lie. Pretty baller opening. Pretty sick opening line for a documentary. <laughs> Just, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a good opening line for your scientific uh, you know, memoir or No, whatever. it's not going to no. get published in National Geographic. You but know. pretty sick for a documentary making fun of the guy who said it. Yes. Pretty baller <laughs> opening. Yeah. So he's on a plane and the plane gets hijacked. It gets hijacked and everyone's freaking out. And he's the only I just imagine this guy just perked up like an eight year old. Like, wow. Right. They're, they're hijacking us. This woman's next to him. Like, we're all going to die. And he's just like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, like, you're totally right. He's an anthropologist who studies violence. Right? He just breaks into a Jordan Peterson routine. <laughs> Fucking coach. <laughs> this woman's like, what are you talking about? The Madonna whore complex. What the hell are you talking about? There's a machine gun pointed up my face. Dude, if so, it, literally, if somebody was mugging someone across the street and he had the ability to help them, he wouldn't. Let me whip out my journal. <laughs> That's right. what he's doing. That's a great point. He's a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> Which would make him a great reality television <laughs> show producer. Exactly. This is exactly right. Exactly. He would not want to interfere. He would just let the cameras roll. <laughs> that is the best. Yeah. But one of the complaints that that many people have had about Survivor, the reality show that I love, is that no one dies in it. You want people to die? You know what I mean? Like, how do you call it Survivor and no one dies? I guess that's a good point. You has, know? Has and, anyone come close to dying or gotten very sick or something? Oh, like yeah. I would just, yeah. Yeah, people have gotten would, sick. Didn't somebody get stung by like a scorpion? Ooh, uh, really? One guy had a heart attack. Another guy fell into a fire. A guy what? named Michael Scoopin in season two of the show fell into a fire, had third degree burns, and uh, had to be airlifted out of there. It was a traumatic image for an eight year old Nico to watch. Uh, yeah, no, it, 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 they've come close, but it's never it's never happened. It's never happened. And I feel like really Jeff Probst has to take it up a notch and make sure that that happens one of these times. Uh, Santiago would do it. Santiago almost killed his crew yes. just because the experiment was too boring. It's like, oh, the press is calling us the sex raft. <laughs> That's right. You know, maybe you shouldn't be trying to push for everybody to have sex on your raft. Uh, you know, how often does this does this uh, happen with these scientific experiments? How often do they introduce new variables at the rate at which this guy does? I don't think it happens that often. It, it's incredible. I will say, though, I am. Big fan of these scientific experiments. There's so this shit. <laughs> Some of them are very interesting. Others are so like fucked up. I'm amazed that they ever got approved. Um, this this the, my problem with this one though is like I think I was expecting this scientific experiment to be like really like traumatizing and frightening and all that. Like oh my god, this this asshole. And as it turns out, we're, it's just a, a boat run by a buffoon. And like I would do this in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh I was my god! Ask you guys that I would. Fu- I, I I'm all all on board. No bun intended for something like this. I like to just go across the ocean with a bunch of like French babes. <laughs> well, that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> when you let's, put it that way. Let's do it. <laughs> if I was at the point in my life that most of these people are, because I believe. Yeah. Most of the people who actually agreed to do this were younger than us at the time. A lot of them were in their early 20s. Some of them were. Yeah. Some of them, I think, were in their late 20s, early 30s. Some of them like left behind their romantic partners and, and shacked up with some strangers on the raft. That's a little weird. Mm. Yeah. 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 French babes in the Atlantic. That's fun. I don't think I could deal with the seasickness. You couldn't deal with the seasickness. Yeah. No, I would vomit. You Just, don't think you'd get used to it? After 111 days? I don't know. It's you, a long-ass time. You would. You'd be a better man by the end of it. I Can, can you imagine that. being in a raft for 111 days, though, how hot the sun has to oh get? God. And- Here's the thing, though. Like, I would be, like, Santiago's inside man. Like, I would be trying to fuck shit up along with it. Like, I'd be conspiring with him just to get some drama going, because I would get bored after 30 yes. days. You know? I'd get bored of all this cooperation and everything. I would start, like, 
playing pranks on people. Mm. You know, I'd like start stealing clothing and throwing it off the side of the ship. Like maybe push one person off the side. Yeah, just to see what happened, just to see if anybody noticed. <laughs> you know, and then we'd have to turn around and get them. And it's like, how do we do it? We're, just, we're caught in the current. Could have sworn there were twelve of us. <laughs> But someone's missing. Yeah, I'd be doing head counts and just like telling somebody to hide below deck. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Below deck. You mean underwater? <laughs> You're in a raft. I feel like you would it is, love That's it. right. It's not a boat. It's a raft. It is a, An important detail yeah. in all of this. It's that it's not f- like a boat with a sail or anything. It's a fucking raft. Yeah, it's a dinghy. <laughs> well, no, they had a sail at least, I think. Okay. It's a pretty terrible looking sale, if you ask. But me. yeah, not very. It's, it's like incredible. Like I've 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 constructed more detailed sales on a piece of paper that I just drew and shit. This thing was it was literally yeah it was like a like a blanket. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, it, was like a ma- it was just like a little mast with like a square square sail. I think basically. <laughs> Would you do this, Nick? No, I, th- I think if I was like right out of college, maybe. Yeah, I think it would have. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it now, of course. Yeah, but... like I don't think I could step away from my like job and wife yeah. and <laughs> just go exactly. <laughs> sail for 111 days. But if I'm if I'm 20, yeah, if I'm 21 and this this is offered to me, Adam at 21. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. Absolutely. No questions asked. <laughs> Where do I sign? I mean, get, <laughs> why did you come to this to this with me sooner? Instead, no, no. But I love sailing. That's the thing. So, mm. so and I like fishing. So yeah, I always took you for a, for a sailing man. Adam. I, I am. You I'm always a, struck me as a. I'm a sailor. Is that? <laughs> yeah, you always I'm, struck I'm me a sturdy as a real sails, sailor. You're a seaman. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> You're a natural born seaman. Mm. You are what you eat, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've just never had a good experience on a boat. I feel like all my experiences on boats have been closer to Triangle of Sadness than this. <laughs> That's disgusting, Nico. Yeah. Well, have you ever had an experience on a raft? Um, Maybe it'd be a little different. That's true. I don't know if I've ever been on a raft, but I've been on some, like, dank-ass fucking uh, <laughs> aquatic vehicles or whatever you call them. You know, like getting jammed into a canoe and... Drifted down the river. Never had a good time. Really? Nope. No. I, I'm a fan of the land. That's that's. I like the land. Not a fan. Not, <laughs> I thought you liked the way of water, Nico. What's going on? I do want to go the way of water. That's yeah. true. I'm thinking about it. But, mm. but you got to remember, they're also like, they're literally Navi. Like they're a different species than us. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, if I could change into a Navi, I think I'd love the ocean. <laughs> yeah, maybe if I had gills. Mm. Maybe I'd be into did it. Did they have gills in that movie? <laughs> yeah, the not the water Navi. They did. did. Absolutely. I know they had Kate Winslet held her breath for twelve minutes. Well, I know they had webbed feet and and arms and stuff like that. Right. They had gills too. I forgot about the arms. <laughs> the webbed webbed arms. It's not just a webbed hand, it's webbed arms. <laughs> right. They have flippers. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day I'll go the way of water. I'll, I'll, I'll zag on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be too seasick. I'd get really bored. They would probably think about murdering me. Uh, similar to the conversation they had about Santiago. Um, you know, the French babes would be fun, certainly. Well, let's explain what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, we're, we're like 20 <laughs> minutes into this podcast. We haven't really set up the experiment. Mm. So it's documentary month, first and foremost. Oh, yeah. It's March of the documentary. <laughs> yes, it is. W- welcome aboard. Ahoy. This whole time I've been like 
enjoying this conversation, but also sitting here with a pit in my stomach going, we haven't mentioned that it's documentary month. Oh, no. We haven't <laughs> mentioned what the name of the documentary is. We're just, Nico's going to have to put this at the beginning. I don't know what's going to happen here. We're going to have to cut all that, guys. <laughs> None of it's making it. It's documentary month. It's a month of documentaries. Uh, the, the one that Nick chose is The Raft from 2018. And it is a uh, documentary that uses archival footage along with um, interviews from present day looking back at this incident from what is it 1971 is that right or mid 70s i think yeah. so in mid yeah around there of a bunch of randos from all over the world aboard a raft called the akali mm-hmm. and this this crazy mad scientist santiago who we described uh, the mastermind behind this social experiment yes had an experience with a terrorist on a plane and was like, <laughs> how do we get to the bottom of this whole war thing? But it's it's not the thing is like it's not even just war. Like it, it's even more vague than that. It's just like what makes people violent? Right. What is violence? Yes. <laughs> and how do we avoid it? Or like what brings it up? Yeah, he wasn't really interested in avoiding it, though, is the thing. That's right. The thing. Yeah, he wanted to. It's like if you want to examine it, go to a war zone, bro. Right. Like, do, yeah. do anything but this. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like this is a, a more conducive environment to understanding that than if you were to just, like, walk into a random dive bar on a Tuesday. It's a community. It's a tiny lit. It's the perfect kind of community. I had so many issues with it. It's the dumbest experiment I've ever seen in my life. Like, it just... <laughs> just sounds like it sounds like a good idea get on a boat and travel on the sea with your buddies and stuff like like awesome yeah sounds like a vacation awesome but but the other problem is that like okay let's 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 indulge him for a second let's say it's going to turn into a survival situation never has this been a problem in this scenario there have been many instances where people have been stranded on rafts in the ocean and you want to know what happens they don't start killing each other or eating one another right they band together to survive you fool right it's <laughs> i think about like the titanic right yes yeah the vast majority of the people on the titanic who knew they were going to die still willingly helped others get off yes <laughs> they helped the women and children you know what i mean there were yeah. some people i'm sure who you know behaved poorly yes. understandably <laughs> yeah i mean billy zane a chief among them but mm. other than that that's true yeah, yeah. but yeah, even in that scenario, you have a pl- plenty of people who just like, you know, their suits and hats and they just take the hat off, put it on their heart and just sink down with the ship, man. Exactly. Because they're all they're all they all have the same interest in mind. You know, they're not fighting for it. They're helping each other to get there. It's not you don't, you don't have any conflict here. It's just people chilling out on a boat. Well, and it's it's even worse, right? Because he picked at his, at his core. He picked people for very specific reasons. He picked attractive people. He picked men and women, and he specifically picked, it seemed like, mostly single men and married women. <laughs> right. With the intention of creating conflict, and he said, sex uh, leads to guilt, which is why I brought on a priest from Angola as That's well. so funny. <laughs> which is like, but, but, but the point is, he brought on an entire cast of people who are all significantly more attractive and likable than him. Correct. Mm-hmm. And he set himself up to be the villain in his own experiment. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it is similar to the process of casting a reality show. Mm. That's why I say his instincts were really ahead of its time. Yeah. Like you cast the most attractive people. You hope that they sleep together. You hope that they fight. 
Uh, right. You set up the conditions where there's as much conflict as possible. But I don't think what he was prepared for was the conclusion that this documentary ultimately comes to that uh, kindness and cooperation are tools for survival. Yeah. And violence is the antithesis of that. Conflict is the antithesis of that. And it is the reason why over thousands of years, human beings have built societies and civilizations and communities and family structures and governments and democracy. It's like all of this stuff helps you survive. And I I feel like generally, whether it's like the Stanford prison experiment or whatever the CIA was doing in the 50s or whatever, like the thesis was always human beings when left to their like uh to their devices will become lord of the flies right and that just ain't the way it is well it ain't the way it is because human beings have been left to our own devices for millions of years and we created society right exactly the experiment is called history right yeah we're here because at one point yeah violence is ultimately the the outlier not the norm yes exactly. necessarily right yeah we have a, we have an we have a built-in instinct for our own survival to be good to one another it is beneficial to our well-being the survival of as a species to be good to one another it wouldn't right. exactly work if we were just like how you doing buddy yes. stabbed you it doesn't <laughs> it just doesn't work <laughs> yeah love is actually a consequence of natural selection yeah which put that on a valentine's card and uh <laughs> And give that to a pretty lady. But yeah, it, it, that is kind of, you know, Rob's going to do that. <laughs> Ooh. That's kind of the truth of the matter is that love actually helps you survive. It, it helps us advance as a species, you know? Yeah. And uh, all these people are just sort of sitting around being like, yeah, this is kind of fun. This is like summer camp. Yeah. It's a once in a lifetime experience. And, and funny enough, even though they had to adore the antics of this madman, mm-hmm. 40 years later, they're all pretty grateful for the experience. And they say like, yeah, he was kind of racist. He said some weird shit. And we thought about pushing him overboard. But (laughs) Several of them speak quite glowingly of him. Yeah. Which is kind of many years later. Some of them clearly still despise him. Yes. As they should, I would say. But But interestingly, the people who despise him the most are the ones who say his experiment was successful. I think um, Faye is in my mind. She's the main character of this thing. Tell me who all these people are. I, I um, Faye is the the uh, only black woman okay. on the raft. Yeah, um, and she is in my mind one pretty much the main character of this thing. She has a profoundly different experience, I think, than everyone else uh, because she is black and she is singled out for this by Santiago at many points. Uh, he even sort of implies she's married, and she was like, "I'm not planning on being unfaithful. Like that is not something that is going to happen." Um, and Santiago basically was like, Hey, well this, uh, I, I believe it was the Angolan priest. I don't remember his name cause he wasn't really, well, he, he died by the time the, um, the documentary was filmed. I think only one man survived from the trip. The, and the Japanese rest were man. Just, Japanese guy. Yeah. And the rest were just women. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think the Angolan priest, uh, though also he wasn't really in a lot of the footage or like super talked about a lot that he was just kind of one of the guys who was there. Um, but because they were both black, Santiago is like, you guys should uh, sleep together. Right. Like, this is the the guy conducting the experiment is <laughs> just saying, you're both black. You should go have sex on my raft. It's it's the bachelor producers. It that's is. What, that's what it is. It's the producers. He's upset that it's called the sex raft. <laughs> yes, I know. Exactly. It's like, why are people taking me seriously? <laughs> I also want to just before we get too deep into all of this, um, I, I just want to mention that this is not like 
a small event that occurred. Like, I don't know. I, I can't speak to how much this was talked about in the news in the 70s. But, like, we can confirm that the United Nations contacted the raft to wish them well on their journey at the start of it. Like, this was international news. People considered this a very important experiment when they set off. But before they made it back to the mainland, the narrative had been set that this was a sex boat. And Santiago had pretty much lost his job at the university, been ridiculed by all his peers. He didn't even get a chance to get back on land to defend himself before his career was ruined by this well i I gotta i gotta how do they get word of the sex boat were they radioing this yeah he was sending he was sending in radios of like his updates every week i believe right and most of his notes were like uh you know fran and josh boned on the (laughs) on the the poop deck this morning (laughs) they they said oh we had to do a two minute quickie while we were steering the boat i think the line was something yeah i can't take your hands off the reins or whatever Which is okay. I mean, fun. Sounds like a good time. I'm happy for all of them. I I did kind of think it was quite something listening to these senior citizens, many of them in their like 70s and 80s now, recalling these encounters. Mm. Um, There was one scene where like uh, the the only living guy and one of the women, they they talk about the fact that they boned a couple times. That was interesting. He's just speaking to this woman in Japanese and she speaks English and he's just saying, oh man, when you were on the boat, you had these big old breasts. <laughs> you were a hottie. He says that. He's like, you had yeah. huge tits. You were hot. <laughs> you had huge and tits. that hour we spent together on the raft, he's like, I wish we could have done that every single day. <laughs> they're still flirting. I know. And and they're looking at each other. They're giving each other like eyes like. They're going home together after this shoot. Yeah. <laughs> That's <yeah>. what's happening. <laughs> It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I actually think it's really beautiful. Like watching these people that that was another one of the unintended consequences of the documentary is watching these people late in their lives with all of the experience of, you know, of a 70-year-old, 80-year-old woman and and uh, thinking back fondly about this complicated experiment, but also like, you know, getting to be sexual again, you know? That they're able to talk about it like that openly you know what i mean well i think in general you find that i don't know if it's just because they're around each other and just because they're talking about this topic or if the raft experience itself changed these people profoundly but they are all very open extremely yeah in general i mean and they they talk about how they had to like their their toilet was essentially just a uh, metal toilet bowl shaped hole hanging off the side of the raft and they would just climb in there take the pants off and just go in front of everybody just one of my favorite parts in the movie where they're just detailing their experiences with that and one of them uh, it's kind of kind of detailed here but bear with me but where the the one of them is just like yeah i was scared to do it i was scared of sharks and i didn't want to go when i had my period right and i was like well that's a interesting blood in the water (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, no, the sharks were following them, which I think. Yeah, that's right. They sit in the detail of the sharks. <laughs> and they're like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, watch for sharks. Another thing I just couldn't put up with. Uh, sharks. On this raft. No, absolutely not. 
I I'm so to, out on this. I have to admit, one of those cool. There was like a little like uh, I don't know what it was. It was like a cage on the side where you can jump into it and like almost it's like almost almost like a shower, but you're like literally in the ocean. Uh, and I just wanted to jump in that thing so bad. <laughs> I was like, I God, I'd have I guys, I'd have the best time on this raft. <laughs> <laughs> would well, have the best time. It's, also, it's it's funny because it's around this moment too. I think in the documentary where they begin to just show a bunch of archival photos and footage, and uh, and you just see like multiple instances of just like these people butt ass naked with each other on this raft as you you'd get comfortable after a certain point there's right? one room yes there's exactly. like everyone you're literally always sleeping together there's nowhere to hide but what i do find funny is that the japanese man was hired to be a photographer mm. he must have been just taking photos of naked people yeah yeah, he's just like a little pervy old Japanese man. I love him. <laughs> yeah, he was the- <laughs> it's, it's a Is- Isake. as a pervy old Japanese man yourself, Nick. It's right, a, yeah. you really related right. to him yeah. as a future pervy old <laughs> Japanese man. <laughs> you know, weird, weird small tangent here that like nobody else is going to know or care about. But in Japan, uh, photography law is actually different. And if someone has taken a photograph of you, you own that photograph. Oh, interesting. Technically, that's how their privacy laws work. Kind of oh. like that. so. Um, so here on the raft in the uh, international waters, I, I guess that didn't apply. But yeah, he's just he's <laughs> a fucking criminal. This guy <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> I love that you know that. <laughs> yeah, I took a. I, I actually took a Japanese anthropology course while I was in Japan. It was a. It was actually it was Japanese video anthropology. It was a very specific niche. I thought the authorities might have stopped you when you were at the local park. Give us the camera. Taking pictures of babes. It's mine. No, it did come into play, though, when I was filming stuff out there. I was like, I got to be careful. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, No, watching these old people tell these stories. And and as you mentioned, the woman Faye recounted a pretty personal anecdote about when she was out there. She thought about the slave ships, you know, you know, crossing the Atlantic mm-hmm. from, you know, uh, Africa to the United States and her being a black woman and like essentially traveling in the same waters that her ancestor traveled in, even to this day, like brought her tears. Um, there was a, there was another story that the woman that talked about the domestic violence incident she oh, had mm-hmm. with her husband, her her violent abusive husband at the time and how she had to uh, essentially jump off a boat and swim for her survival when she suggested that she might be getting a divorce from him. Uh, Not the raft. She lived on a boat before yeah. joining the raft experiment, to be clear. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, that was cool. Th- this movie, it, it really does um, show a lot of care towards the stories of these old folks. And I love that in a documentary. I, I wish more of them were alive. Yeah. Yeah. Because it felt like we only got to see five of them, maybe. Well, most of them are alive, but, you know, we're well alive and, and, and a part of this, I suppose, because we only really got. Yeah, I think we only got to see five of them. One person we haven't mentioned at all, really, was uh, Maria Bjornstam. Uh, I believe I have a list of names, but most of them don't have pictures next to them. So I kind of have to just guess which one they were. But mm-hmm. Bjornstam must be the Swedish captain of the ship. She was hired as a captain of the raft. And um, she and Santiago did not get along at all. They hated each other, I think, to this day. If I'm the captain, I, I, I am not sanctioning that buffoonery either. Just the, um, the, the idea of 
hey, let's spice things up a bit on this little party bow and uh, 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 drive into a hurricane. Right. Like, uh... Uh, yeah, Santiago is like, yeah, this this experiment's getting really boring around day fifty. <laughs> Thank God a hurricane is here. Hey, Finally, at, some much needed drama. Hey, look at those clouds over there. <laughs> and she wanted to dock at a nearby island oh and weather out the storm. Yeah, there's islands, huh? Like yeah. this yeah. wasn't just like there's no option. <laughs> no, the guy's like, no, avoid those islands. <laughs> Drive into the hurricane. <laughs> And she says, I can't be captain under these conditions. And he says, all right, then you're not captain. Oh, my God. And she locked herself in her, well, in everyone's room <laughs> right. for a couple days, blanket over her head. Yep. Um, yeah, Maria's story was really interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love, like, when she's, the raft is just leaving, her husband, or her boyfriend goes, hey, I was just reading this contract. <laughs> <laughs> she radios into the raft. He's like, I was reading this contract. I know that we believe in science and all, and I'm sure this is for the greater good, and we're trying to end the Vietnam War, so all well and good, but it says you owe your mind, body, and soul to Santiago. <laughs> says says by, by agreeing to be part of the raft, you have to, you have to give him everything. Why soul? <laughs> That's and, what I, and, and, and here's the best part. You hear the archival radio call of mm-hmm. this moment. All right. Right. And this guy is Swedish. English is not his first language, but you hear him say clear as day, mind, body and soul, which heavily implies this is not metaphorical language. Right. This is word for word <laughs> verbatim what the contract says. Yes. And she's like, what? Can't hear you. You're breaking up. <laughs> right. Like she pulls that move on him. Bye. Sorry, honey. Gotta go. <laughs> See you in a hundred days. <laughs> I still think I'd sign the contract. I still oh, think I, yeah. I still think you, I'd sign the contract. Yeah, I have no that, doubt about that. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I have no doubt about that. Yeah, how do you go to court for, yeah. like, someone's soul? Yeah, that's a good I need question. my soul back. Yeah, how do you split up that custody? <laughs> I, I think you have a fiddle battle, usually. That's how that one goes. A fiddle battle. <laughs> ah, that was good. Nice, Nick. Not bad. Five <laughs> comedy points for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so they, they have to dodge a... Uh, a hurricane at one point. They also have to dodge a giant cruise liner. Oh my god, that's <laughs> about to liner. smash into them. Yeah, and like Santiago's freaking out. Like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> like, that's the best. Is like he's Mister Danger. Yep. He's Mister like risk and violence and intrigue until the danger actually happens, and he starts panicking Pain. while everyone else yep. does what they have to do to survive. And I love Marie. She's just like, it was quite easy. We just yeah. radio in. Yeah. yeah, it's that great. Like just desserts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, he he's he's meanwhile taking all these weird cryptic notes. He has them at one point draw trees, like pictures of trees. Okay. I think he said every single day. Right. He said every day I make them draw a tree and he says it gives me insight into their psyche. Right. Okay. Which it, No, it doesn't. It, <laughs> yes, yes, Nick, that's true. It does not. But my 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 problem uh I'm I, like I'm going to take this a step further. What 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 <laughs> Let does, me do you one better. I just I I keep going back on this. Like, just think about it one more step forward, dude. It's so dumb. It's like you want them to draw a tree and judge their mental state based on how they draw their branches. That's what they say in right. the doc. They're on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> 
not exactly the best penmanship in the world. Whoa. Yeah, maybe it's indicative of how strong the winds are. Sorry, we had a big wave on that line there. I'm right. sorry. Let me do it again. Oh, my God. So much rage <laughs> on the third branch. When you look at the um, some photos of the notes that he took, though, they are crazy. They're yeah. crazy. Yes. It's the Zodiac Killer shit. There's, it really is. Uh, and he was keeping track of their menstrual cycles. I know. Oh, my God. That thing freaks me out, And the weather. Out, and he was, like, trying to find, like, is there a relation between violence, your period, and the rain and the moon? Right. Like. Yeah, he had this weird thing about women, too. He's like, wait a minute. Women are kind of on the come up in society. They have more power these days. So I'm going to put all of the women in charge mm. and hope that the alpha men fight back. You know what's really funny about that, too, though? All of the women he brought on the ship were experts in their field. Right. The men were not. And then he put the women in charge. I think it would have naturally fallen that way anyways. You picked a captain and a uh, deep sea diver and you picked all of these people to lead your ship and they're women. Yeah, of course they're going to be in charge. But it would have go- if it, 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 if he didn't say anything, though, if he had just kind of let it be, it wouldn't he, he probably would have been expecting, you know, the, the men to take charge immediately. And then the women to introduce the, th- the, the fact that, hey, we're experts. And then he would have been like, oh, my God, conflict now because the men are going to be like, no way. But no, the men would have been like, oh, really? Yeah, here you go. Yeah, I don't know how to like. How, yeah, I don't know how to read wind patterns. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> were, I don't know were, how to moor a boat. They're literally mapping the horizon. I'm giving that instrument to the women if I Absolutely. don't know how to do it. <laughs> I don't even think this was like a '70s thing either. Like, I don't even think it was because they were saying. Okay, what I found interesting is that these old people at the end were saying that Santiago had old-fashioned beliefs. This entire podcast for me is just trying to rationalize Santiago's thinking. Yes. Because I cannot make any sense of What was he trying to prove? What did he learn? How would this have helped the the quest for world peace? (laughs) That's the real thing. This little rap is going to save the world. Yeah. I think that, like, you know, world peace is solved by just taking, like, all the dictators and putting them on a raft. Together. There you uh, go. There you go. Yeah. That's how Kill we get world peace. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you can, the problem is you you put good people on the raft, That's right? Like, yeah. If you can make it across the Atlantic in one piece, <laughs> you should have put like you know the, the head of Purdue Pharma and fucking Gaddafi. You know, you should have put them on the raft, <laughs> and you would have been fine. But we need some female world leaders to really spice up the conflict. Um. The not, queen. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> not gonna that go there. Chris Rock went there this week. I ain't going uh, there. Ooh, <laughs> oh boy. Did y'all watch that special, by the way? Not yet. Yeah. Uh, I watched it live. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I, I asked Nico. I was like, "They're gonna like. That's still gonna be available to watch later, right?" And he's like, "I don't know. I think the whole shtick is that it's live." I'm like, "What is this?" 360 world we've come to where the Netflix's shtick is hey what if we do television yeah <laughs> what if we just do live TV before streaming <laughs> it is uh, it is streaming uh, so I'm not really sure why I watched it live but I watched it live how was it uh, I thought it was funny All right. I thought it was good yeah I, I think it's interesting we're going to be doing our Oscar live stream this is a good time to plug the Ooh, Oscar live yeah, stream there we go yeah this weekend, uh, this Sunday, 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 Oscar Sunday, we'll uh, go to our YouTube channel. What is it? Too Many Thoughts Media? It's YouTube.com slash Too Many Thoughts Media. That's our website. <laughs> yeah, but the, you, whatever. Yeah, I believe so. Or you can check in the Discord. We'll put the link there, too. <laughs> uh, but we're going back to the blackjack table. You know what I mean? It's like we, 
We had a big win last year, and now we're going back, pushing our luck again, and we're going to see what happens. But um, Chris Rock, I think, purposely did the stand-up special the week before yep. to yeah. take yep. all of the air out of that balloon. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Kimmel doesn't have the you know definitive word on the incident, yep. you know. Uh, yeah, anyway, Oscar live stream. Watch it. Uh, should be a good time. Uh, what else about the raft, guys? What what other uh, takeaways? We, we talked about the fact that they almost murdered Santiago. Just the irony of that is wonderful. I love it. Yeah, the, he, he. there is one person they contemplated murdering. <laughs> there is one person that they, uh, you know, so I, I watched originally a YouTube video, like an hour-long YouTube video, deep diving into this whole raft experiment. And this guy actually started his video and started his research not with the documentary, but with, like, books and interviews and articles. And um, apparently these daily questions that Santiago used to ask, you know, he would be like, uh, who is your least favorite person on the raft, right? And uh, people would say, like, oh, whatever, this person, that person. Towards the end... He kept doing those interviews and everybody would repeatedly say, like, Santiago, you're my least favorite person on the raft. <laughs> or, like, if there's one person you could kill, who would it be? You. <laughs> like, nobody was there for it anymore. They were all like, fuck this. Fuck you. You're yeah. a dick. Uh, but, yeah, he was essentially conducting confessional interviews on a reality show. Like, he was yeah. trying to get the dirt and then he shared it with everyone, you know, as a way of causing conflict and they were all like who the fuck is this guy like <laughs> but that's literally what it is though i mean if you didn't know any better you would think this is some kind of reality tv show in many ways i'd kept thinking of the bachelor really <laughs> it's just what it is <laughs> bachelor on a boat there you go why is that not an abc that's show? a good question Ooh, coming su- uh, this summer sunday nights <laughs> bachelor on a boat sponsored by balk <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah i love it <laughs> we're building our media empire <laughs> The content must keep flowing. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, these people were just, like, not here for Santiago's bullshit at all. And even though, like, he would say, like, hey, uh, Bernardo, uh, Edna said you're the most annoying person on the boat. Later, like, Edna and Bernardo would just be like, look, it was, like, the first week on the boat. I had to pick somebody. But, like, I don't think that you now. But, like, Santiago is a piece of shit. And they all kind of just got on board with that idea. Just fuck this dude. Yeah. And so they thought about at one point pushing him off. At another point, they they considered stabbing him with a syringe. And when they recounted, yeah, the ways they considered murdering him, it wasn't just we'll push him off the boat. It was a lot more. It was it was uh, Isake, Isake, You you have the uh, camera, and maybe I was thinking that you could just have him sort of like, hey, you know, the lighting's better over here, and just sort of. Um, Maneuver him to the side of the ship. Put a banana peel on the dock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the other woman is like, I was thinking of stealing Edna's medicine and um, injecting him with it so his heart would stop. And she's like, but I thought that it would be best if we all did it with everybody's hand on the. Yeah, it was a little deranged, <laughs> to be honest it's with like, you. It's like murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Right. Literally. Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. Agatha Christie thing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, and then we would wrap him up in a shawl and throw him overboard, but we'd all lift him up and throw yes. his body. As we all know, when you commit a murder on the open seas, everyone has to be on board. Literally. We all have to do it. Yeah, literally. literally. We all have to do it at the same time. <laughs> I would hope they're all on board. Yeah, Nico. right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some real how to get away with murder shit, you know? <laughs> 
but you know that that ends up just being chatter and again they opt for peace and they say many years later that they are happy that they did it these these guys we should mention the documentarian built a life-size replica of the raft Ooh. put it on a sound stage and all of these modern day interviews and conversations are filmed on that raft mm. as a way of the uh, people sort of you know reminiscing as a visual cue for them to go back to that time in their lives the documentary was actually directed by nathan fielder by the way <laughs> a very important detail we forgot to mention it's true yeah it is the fielder method yeah <laughs> Yeah, Santiago really the the fielder of his time. <laughs> Dude, if you put Nathan Fielder in that situation. <laughs> oh my god. You you want me to shit in the <laughs> the hole. <laughs> um so yeah, the the all of those conversations I thought, I mean as we mentioned, they're very open. They're very open about their time mm-hmm. on the boat. They're very proud of the time they spent on the boat. Um, Makes and, it very unexpected to watch a lot of the time. It's like, oh, they're, 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 to, to see them talking so openly about this kind of stuff was actually very interesting. And the intimacy that they have with yeah. each other. It's kind of like, you know, I, I never went to summer camp, but if you were, remember those like two or three weeks in the summertime, if you were at a day camp or something and you became friends with, you know, uh, freshman orientation in college or whatever, oh, yeah. the bond that you build. Yeah, it reminded me of like my two week trip to New Zealand. Yeah. Where I went on that trip with everybody. I didn't know a single person by the start of that trip. And we were basically on a traveling bus around the North Island of New Zealand for two weeks. And yeah, we're all like best friends by the end. And those are people that I, I don't really talk to much. But if I saw them again, I know for a fact we would immediately be like, oh, my God, you remember this? Remember that? Yeah, there's this bond that you you build with these people. It's cool. um, yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, it's cool. It's a good documentary. I really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it, it's not streaming anywhere. No, I had to rent it, but you have to rent it if you want it. Um, I think it's kind of worth the rent. It's pretty I good. Would, yeah, it's not like highly acclaimed, though. Is the thing I was actually I was looking on on um, you know on, I just googled it and I saw the ratings. I'm like, oh, it's kind of like meh. And I watched it. I was like, that's a lot better than just a meh. That was kind of neat. It's, well, it's a pretty simple documentary. It is. It's really just archival footage and just interviews with these people in one day. It's clearly they shot this in one day. Um, and it just seems like they kind of got lucky with the people they interviewed being so profound and open and interesting because that's really, uh, there's even some tension where Faye says, yeah, I thought Santiago was racist. Mm -hmm. And she explained those things that I mentioned earlier about why she thought so. And I believe, I I don't know if it was Edna or I I think it was, was the French woman, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. It was the French woman. Yes. Sure. She basically said. I don't think Santiago's racist at all. Mm -hmm. And you could see the look on Faye's face and she's just like, who the fuck are you (laughs) to say? And, but like there was real tension in that scene, in that moment, Faye was the smartest person there. And there's an element, there's an element of several of those people who are on that raft who didn't uh, clearly didn't agree with what she was like. Faye would say the most profound sentence I've heard in the last like month and then the other, they would cut to the other girl and she'd be like, sure. Okay. Sure. Sure. <laughs> like very like dismissive. Like, sure. Yeah. It felt like she had been thinking about this experiment for 40 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing is like, yeah, Santiago learned nothing from this experiment really other than how to waste a lot of money. Oh, no, no, no. He learned that 
everybody should build their own raft and go out there and do it themselves. I guess he learned that. <laughs> Halfway through his experiment in his notes, he's like, I've planned a new raft, a bigger, better raft. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> a sequel like, raft. It was the best. <laughs> it's like he already gave up on this experiment. He's like, I need to build a new raft to do it all over. Yeah, but how about this? It's just a one-person raft, and it's me alone on the open seas, and I'm just going to look at fish for 100 days. Just, he's, he's fishing for this thing. It's like a glass bubble right right beneath the surface, so he can look down into the depths. Right. And but if, if, if there's any evidence we've seen, if he did this experiment, he would have died because he yes. doesn't know how to do anything. He oh, yeah. useless. Died. Yeah. A couple times he would have died. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. I love the. We didn't talk so much about the scene where they, they kill the shark, which is the, I guess, the most violent thing. But it's just, they're just catching a fish. That's all. Yeah, they caught a shark. Yeah. Jose Maria, um, who is, I guess, known as the most handsome man on the ship. <laughs> There's all babes, though. Yeah. yeah. He, he just put a bunch of babes on this boat. Yeah, basically. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Jose grabs the axe and he's trying to start bashing the shark and we see the footage and yeah, that is the dullest axe. Like you mentioned earlier, Adam, just not cutting through at all. He's just, it's like he's hitting the shark on the head with a hammer. Basically just sharks are tough. Like it's not easy to do something like that, but like, yeah, you would have, if <laughs> you should have been able to do it eventually. And it's literally like, they're just hitting it with a hammer. I felt so bad for the fucking shark. Finally, the yeah. violence. Everybody wanted to taste the viscera of the shark. <laughs> now you're really doing Werner. Yeah. <laughs> they, the ripped, they ripped out its heart and the heart was still beating there's no way he said that there's no fucking way he made that shit up we do another Werner doc this month maybe yeah I have always wanted to do the my best friend doc about him and Klaus Kinski okay that's an idea so maybe that yeah I, I'm I'm game for that yeah. I always want to do a, a Werner doc are you aware he did a documentary about the couple from Fire of Love. Oh yeah, this the, year. This year, yes. Because he did a volcano po- uh, podcast. No, a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> he did a volcano movie a couple years ago. No, he did a new one. It's another one using the same archival footage from Fire of Love, and it's called like Fire in the Heart or something. What? It's like yeah. No, it's the same <laughs> documentary. There are two documentaries about the same subject. One of them is made by Werner Herzog, and it's not the one everyone's talking about. It's insane. Whoa. It's it's like the it's it's like the amazing Jonathan situation. Uh, oh wow. It's a similar kind of oh, thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I gotta find this. What's the Aldi brand one? Uh, <laughs> what's the knockoff brand one at that I don't, point? Uh, what's it's like called Fire Inside or the Fire, fire I, I don't I, It has fire in the title? Yes! <laughs> what the hell? Oh no. The fire within. A requiem <laughs> of Katia and Maurice Kraft. Look. Holy! F- it's got the same poster. Werner, what are you? What are you doing, Werner? It's the same movie. <laughs> Literally the same fucking poster. So anyway, maybe we'll do that one. I don't the know. fire within. Yeah. Would it be better than Fire of Love? Uh, that's the question. No, this is why what, what, why I'm skeptical because it's like I loved Fire, fire of Love. Great, yeah. But Miranda July ain't no Werner Herzog. I'm sorry. That's a good point. I'm sorry. Mm. You know. What if he says fire of love in the documentary? Yeah, that I mean in the heart was a fire. <laughs> was a fire. Stronger than any volcano. <laughs> the fire was burning. It burned so hot. 
<laughs> All you heard was the screams. <laughs> the, the, the earth was crying. <laughs> this gigantic wall of pestilence hurtling towards them. There was nothing they could do. Werner, <laughs> dude. I love Werner. <laughs> hey, Werner Herzog documentary coming this month. Hell yeah. They gotta, they gotta make... Once Werner passes... Oh, God. Don't say that. How dare you talk that Don't, way. He will never How die. How dare you even speak <laughs> he those will words? Never, it's him. They're going to make... They're going to... They got to make a doc about him. I hope he had... I hope he just has, like, so much footage that's never been released. He's never dying. Him and David Lynch are never going to die. No. Okay. <laughs> they better outlive me. Oh, my God. I don't want to live in a world without those two. Hell no. That's uh. it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll do a Werner doc. I, I, I also wanted to recommend... Maybe we can do it next week. Uh, but I want to do the documentary Crumb... About the cartoonist Robert Crumb. The controversial cartoonist Robert Crumb. I felt like that would be a good doc. It's a highly acclaimed doc from the 90s. Um, Who is Robert Crumb? What did he make? uh, We'll we'll find out. We'll find out, yeah. We'll find out next week. And then we'll do the Oscar live stream, and Adam and I are doing the anti-Oscars right after this. Um, You can listen to it on the Movie Hall of Fame feed this week. Uh, We're going to give our alternate slate (laughs) of Oscar nominees. I got some good ones. I got some good ones. I, I, I'm bringing the heat. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I brought the heat this time. I, I, I got fairly. I got a couple weird ones, but for the most part, it's kind of straightforward. I, uh, I was worried that I was being a little too controversial. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't get. I didn't get. I, I can't really say any of mine are that controversial. Yeah. Uh, all right. See you Oscar Sunday. Love you all. Anything else? Build a raft, guys. That's right. <laughs> Build a raft and sail the seven seas. <laughs> Build a raft to love, to peace. Uh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Puck. <laughs> Puck's like, no. <laughs> I want to go on the raft. <laughs> I don't like the water. <laughs> uh. Bye. Bye.